we welcome you now to a true church perspective with Pastor G. Craig Lewis. Failure occurs when we do not reach a set goal or standard. But biblically, biblically, we are all born into failure and shaped in the sin or past failures of others. Okay? So failure occurs when we don't reach a goal, but we're all born into failure. Yeah, you're born into sin, the past failures of others. Amen. You, none, of, none of us are born into Eden. No, we're all born into somebody else's problems. I'm right. Yes, I am. You were born into someone else's problems. You were shaped in the sin or the past failures of others. Psalms 51 and 5 says it like this. Behold, I was shapen in iniquity and in sin did my mother conceive me. Amen. Because somebody sinned. You trace it back. Someone sinned and you are a part of that sin inheritance. As a human being. Amen. That's the way it is. We are born into sin, shaping into iniquity because somebody somewhere that begat us sinned. That's the way it goes. As a result, most of us are born victims of someone else's past failures and issues. Your mama has issues. Your daddy had issues. And you were born in to them as a victim of them. Amen. Life does not afford us the luxury of being born without overcoming hardships. The minute you're born, life is hard. Yeah, your parents are here to help assist you with hard living. It's our job to teach you, man, life is hard. Life is not going to give you anything for free. Right? That's what we used to teach. Amen. Romans 3 and 10 says, as it is written, there is none righteous. How many? None. None. No, not one. So everyone that is born is born into some kind of sin, sin inheritance. Amen? All right. The failures of others will create challenges for you. Though the challenges may be tough and perilous at times, the expectation for all men remains the same. To overcome. All of us, there is not a temptation that is uncommon to any of us. The playing field is completely level. What hurts you, something hurt me, and it felt just like that. May not have been the same thing. You think yours was more severe. We felt the same. Yeah. I mean, I didn't have my father in the home. Man, ain't nothing worse than that. Well, I had my father in the home, but maybe he did something that was just as bad. It felt the same. Felt just like you felt. No, that can't be, man. Look at these tears. I cry. Like, why are you trying to make your situation bad? 
because they feel entitled. Oh, he's better. He thinks he's better because he had his daddy and this and that. No, man, we're the same. Some stuff my dad may have done that hurt me just like your dad not even being there. The Bible says it's all common. Yeah. A rich king that has everything. David, when that David and Bathsheba thing went down, he felt just as bad as anything you could do to feel bad. As a king. To has anything he wants. But when his heart breaks... That's a man with a broken heart. See, people don't like this message because they want to wallow in self-pity and, oh, somebody feels sorry for me. Bro, no, nobody's going to feel sorry for you. Get it together. We all have to get it together. All of our situations in God's eyes require the exact same outcome to overcome. Make it over. Amen. Yeah, that's what God, I mean, people didn't move God with crying and, and snotting. Tan, renting their clothes and sackcloth and ashes and all that. That didn't, change, that didn't change God's mind. Faith changed God's mind. So after you finish cry, crying and wallowing and rolling on the ground, get up and get some faith. But you better get up and have some faith. Look at somebody and say, have some faith. That's the only thing moves God. You see all in the Bible, me and just, oh, Lord, oh, this is not. The Bible said they beat their chest. No, no, and God is just like, okay, well, when you're done, get some faith. You will be okay. Yeah, that's why a lot of men nowadays, they don't like God. They weren't raised with men, so they don't understand a man challenging them to be better. They want the pity in the bosom of a woman to cry in. God don't have that. No. No, God don't have a bosom. <laughs> no, get up and have some faith and do something. Amen? Yeah. So, the failures of others will create challenges for you. Though the challenges may be tough, and perilous at times, the expectation for all men remains the same to overcome. John 16 and 33. These things I have spoken unto you that in me ye might have peace. In the world ye, ye shall have tribulation. But be of good cheer because I did what? I have overcome the world. Why did he say that? Does that mean that the world is over and we don't have to go through it? That's not why he said it. He said I have overcome the world. To mean that you're going to have to overcome the world. He said, don't, don't worry about it. I did it. I did it. Now you do it. This sounds like a hero's message, don't it? Boy, this is tough. Somebody ain't ready for this, this level of toughness. Amen. But it is required. Adam's sin introduced sin into mankind. We know that. As a result of his past failure... All men will do what? Fail. fail. How many men in here have never failed? Raise your hand and then get out. <laughs> just because you just lied. <laughs> no, because, and that's why we can't, 
point fingers at men because of their failure and we've fallen. Yeah. So as a result of his past failure, all men and women will fail. Romans 5 and 19, for as by one man's disobedience, many were made sinners, so by the obedience of one shall many be made, what? Righteous. We should never hate people because of their failure toward us, but we should view them as the catalyst that brought truth to us. Every inconsistency and bad decision that George Lee Lewis made, that's my daddy, I thank God for it because it pointed the way of truth for me. Yeah. Showed me the way. My dad taught me directly and indirectly. Yeah. Yeah. He never hid anything bad that he did. I mean, he sometimes he was too honest, wasn't he? He would come home and just, he would just tell everything. Yep, I did it. <laughs> I'm 6'2". What you going to do, little boy? <laughs> Nothing. You did it. But, yeah, he, he, he just, you know, he, he, would just, he would just let you know, I'm a man. I mean, what? And so I had to learn. I had to learn from his mistakes. I had to learn not to be upset with him because of his inconsistencies. I can't help who he is and how his parents raised him and the stuff he went through as a child and the stuff he went through. I don't have anything to do with that. Man, I'm just a little kid. I need to be somewhere doing whatever he said. I can't point the finger at him and accuse him of being wrong and he's this and that. and that. I can't do that. That's not legal. I got to honor him. How do I take my sonship and decide to do what I want with it? Yeah. So we don't hate people because of their failure and their inconsistencies. Our loved ones, man, we forgive them. Amen. Because we're going to have some. Where you gonna mess up and need some grace? The errors of others should always motivate us to do what? Better. Second Corinthians seven and ten. For godly sorrow does what? It worketh repentance to salvation, not to be repented of. But the sorrow of the world worketh death. So godly sorrow, when you're godly sorry, it will work repentance to salvation. Amen? So we don't hate people because of failure toward us, but we view their failure as things that could teach us lessons. When we are blaming others for our own personal failures, we limit the grace that we need to forgive ourselves And move on from failure. Y'all didn't hear that, did you? When we blame others for our own personal failures, we pointing the finger, oh, if my daddy had been here, I would be, oh, if he hadn't been so bad, and if he hadn't, 
abandoned us and if he had been paying attention or whatever, this wouldn't have happened to me. This wouldn't have happened to me. Well, when we start blaming others for our personal failures, then we start limiting the grace we need to forgive ourselves. And move on from our failures. Yeah, if you got all of that against somebody and they hurt me, they this and that, you better not ever mess up. Yep, you better be perfect. Because the, the grace you won't give, you don't have. In other words, when we consider others as failures, we raise our own personal blame level. Yeah. You consider others as failures, then you're putting yourself on a pedestal. So when you fall, you won't be able to forgive yourself. Ecclesiastes 7 and 20, for there is not a just man upon the earth that doeth good and sinneth not. Bible. That's Bible. It's not a just man on the earth that doeth good and sinneth not. Everybody makes a mistake. Everybody messes up. Everyone has sinned. Right? So we don't hold anyone to a standard that we ourselves can't live. If I was my dad, I would have. No, you wouldn't have. You'd have done exactly what you're doing right now. Because you're not him. Or her. Or whoever you are pointing the finger at. Forgiving someone doesn't give them a free pass. It gives you a free pass. Oh, that's deep right there. It gives you a free pass. And what's wrong with a free pass? Why you don't want to get like he just go go off scot-free after what he did for me? Don't you want to go off scot-free? You better quit that voodoo and that witchcraft. Amen. Whole lives and lineages and children and families have been wrecked because people couldn't let go of stuff. Family reunion. Everybody divided and mad and not coming. I'm not going to the union. If she gonna be there, that's your sister. But those things she said about me are just, 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 just too bad. Oh yeah, you know it always goes down at the family reunions part with African Americans. That's the time. While you're eating Q. Mad. Angry. Folks, folks uh, get so mad at each other, they won't let you make it right with them. Y'all ever seen that? Because if we settle it, then that means that he just got a free pass. Ain't we all on free passes here? I need a lot of those. We all on free passes, man, because ain't nobody perfect. Hey man, but y'all been in families and stuff like that where they just don't they don't want it to be better. How many of you know folks would just lie? <laughs> just to keep it going, just lie. And then you'd be like, what? Just lie, man. 
too old to be lying like that. First of all, I can't remember lies well enough. I'm past the age of recall. I got to tell the truth all the time because I don't know what I might have said. I, be, I bust myself. Brother, it's best that I stick with the truth because I'm not going to remember what I told you. <clears throat> it's a lot easier. Isn't the truth a whole lot easier to recall? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to stick with the truth. I'm too old to be lying. And I'm too old to be worried about being caught in a lie. See, I got you to lie. What? So? So what? What just changed in my life? <laughs> I'm too old for that. Ooh, let me, I don't want to speak to them because I told them that I wouldn't be here today. <laughs> like, what's up, man? I thought you said you would be. I know I said that, but I'm here. What? What? So? 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 Tell it, Pastor. <laughs> Man. You said you wouldn't go. Okay, and? Focusing on failures of others can cause us to be overly analytical with ourselves. Ooh, y'all, I'm, I'm about to preach to ABC right now. And this can create fear in our minds and hearts. So if we focus on the failures of others, what we don't have, what folks did to us, all this stuff, we become overly analytical with who? With ourselves. All them analytics you using to think about what people did and what people said, all that, you're going to use them on yourself too. You're going to tear apart everything you say. You'll be sitting on, ooh, I wish I hadn't said that. Ooh, but I wish I had said that. Ooh, but I wish I hadn't said that. You're going to go crazy. We cannot move forward for over-scrutinizing things and becoming anxious when big questions have to be made or big decisions have to be made. So you got big decisions that have to be made, big things that have to be made. You're going to go crazy. Your head going to lock up like an engine. Because you're overly analytical. Amen. Philippians 4 and 6. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto the Lord. So with thanksgiving, don't be anxious about anything. Slow your thoughts down. Man, calm your heart down. Get a grip. But that's from focusing on failures of others. When you focus on your upbringing, your past, your past sins, all the mistakes, all the errors, you think everybody's judging you because of that. Brother, come speak to you. How you doing? <laughs> Why are you looking at me like that? <laughs> Bro, <Bruh>, I just... <laughs> I'm genuinely concerned. You, you all right? I mean, why? Why? I mean, why you got to have that tone? <laughs> what? You thinking about your past and think everybody's judging you based on your past. That's because you're judging yourself that hard. Man, you better let stuff go. And? Let me get back to that. That takes a lot of energy to illustrate that part. <laughs> but don't be anxious. Look at somebody say, stop being anxious. Man, stop worrying about your past. People accept you like you are or they just don't accept you. And if they don't accept you, they, that's their loss. 
When we deem others as failures, we are usually struggling with feelings of failure in our own minds and hearts. Y'all know I've come to several of you in here, a lot of you in here about that. When you're dogging out, man, my dad, man, he was a trip, man. He did nothing. I was like, okay, slow your roll, bro, because you're talking about yourself. Yeah, you letting it out on daddy, but you talking about you. Usually people that's always talking about the failures of others are struggling with feelings of failure. It's in their own minds and their hearts. This makes us avoid faith moves and faith tests because we've already predicted the outcome. So somebody that's always talking about the failures of others are really dealing with their own failure and people that are always dealing with self-failure, they don't have faith. They don't have faith. They're not going to step out on faith. They're not going to step out and do what God did because they failed too many times. They've seen too much failure. So they're not going to trust God on that level. And God said, well, don't, don't expect to receive anything from me. You on your own. I'm not going to let the failures of somebody else stop me from stepping out on faith and being blessed. That's why folks are stingy and tight during offering. I ain't giving, man. I ain't got that. Well, nobody has it. But we sacrifice and we give it to help someone else. Well, right now I'm helping me. You don't have no faith. Yeah, and you're going to be tight for the rest of your life. This makes us avoid faith moves. James 1 and 6 says, but let him ask. If any man need wisdom, let him ask of the Father. But let him ask in faith with what? Nothing wavering, man. Nothing wavering. Quit thinking about the time it didn't work out. Quit thinking about the time when you didn't have it. Quit thinking about what someone did and someone promised you this and promised you that and all that. Just let all of that go and trust God. Can you trust him? Why don't you pray for trust in him? Yeah, the man said, man, I took my son to all of your disciples, Christ. Your disciples had the reputation to be able to do it. But when I took my son to him, none of them can do it. So after the 11th disciple, my faith is a little shaken. I know you, Jesus Christ. I believe kind of that you can do it. But before you even do it, help my unbelief. Jesus was like, man, I'm going to help you unbelief and I'm going to do it. Because it took faith for you to do that. Let him ask in faith, nothing wavering. For he that wavereth is like a wave of the sea, driven with the wind and what? Tossed. We got a bunch of folks just tossed. Always tossed. It's like, bro, where's your faith, man? Do you trust God? Do you believe that God can do it? Or are you just going to keep getting tossed? Can I keep preaching? In order to truly break the failure cycle, we must first sever the blame that we have attached to others. So I tell people, man, you're not going to go anywhere with, with those daddy issues. You're just not. 
it's a wrap. Your life's over. You got to fix the daddy issues because the daddy is the catalyst for your blame. You're still blaming him and you 40. You done fathered kids out of wedlock. You done slept with multiple women. You a rolling stone. You was just a little rolling pebble. You worried about daddy being a rolling. I'm a, my, my papa was a rolling stone for real. And you a rock, little rock. You a rolling marble. I hate that when they do that. My daddy just, he would just cheat. He would just sleep with the, how many women you slept with? I mean, but it ain't the same. I did it because he that begat if me did it. Boy, you better get somewhere with that Hebrew talk. <laughs> Man, you better let that go. Quit blaming him and you out there doing the same stuff. Is it his fault? Why don't you stop? You mad because he didn't stop. Why don't you stop? So to break that failure cycle, you must first sever the blame that you've attached to others. Quit citing the molestation that happened when you was young for the reason why you are a wretched freak. Yeah, I don't have nothing to do with what happened to you when you was young. Well, you can stop. Won't you stop? You must like it. You must want it. Man, I'm preaching in here. Yeah, 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 yeah. See, see, I just did this math, man. I just be using it because my conscience, man. <laughs> man. Stop using it and get saved. Saved people don't use meth. <laughs> I mean, can we just break it down to the basics? Dude, you, you ain't saved if you're a meth head. <laughs> it's just not. Blaming problems when I was young, my cousins attacked me and all that. Well, what does that have to do with right now? Why don't you change now? Do something different. Make a good decision now. Whatever happened to you, what happened to me felt just like it. And what happened to everyone else in here felt the same. It's all common. But we all have to make the decision to do better. Amen? We ain't all gathering together to have a pity party for you because you boots and an overcoat. We know, man, we know. We all have to fight the overcoat. <laughs> the alley. We can all end up in the alley if we just let ourselves go. Man, we exercise some restraint. I'm not doing that. I'm not smoking that. I'm not drinking that. I'm not going to that party. They get shot up when they go to that party. Somebody gets shot every time they have a party. I'm not going. I mean, if you know somebody gonna get shot, why are you planning that party? <laughs> you delirious. That's lunacy. <laughs> Start planning a party, police just drive up. But the party ain't until Friday, I, we know, but why are your guns drawn? We just, we know this. But in order to truly break the failure cycle, we must first sever the blame that we have attached to others. Can you take responsibility for your life? <clears throat> Once we give others a pass, 
the same pass is going to do what? Somebody's going to let you off the hook. You'll get a pass just because you gave one. Mark 11 and 25. And when you stand praying, do what? Do what? Forgive. If you have ought against any, that your father also, which is in heaven, may do what? So and, uh, let's, let's just break this down to some real hardcore English. If you don't forgive, you're not going to be forgiven. Folks that won't forgive go to hell. And folks will spend their whole life mad at God. And all it is is unforgiveness. Summary. The millennials and Generation Z are taught by their parents and peers, social media, and their music that they're entitled. They just feel like they should be able to get it. What they see, the clothes they see, the money they see, the cars, the job, the life they see. On, on social media, on TV and movies, all that, they just feel like they're supposed to have that because they were raised and taught that they're supposed to have that. Now, my parents raised me different. I was raised to believe that anything I wanted, I had to go out and earn. I couldn't go and I couldn't go sign a deal with the devil and get rich. I would have gotten a whooping. Yeah. yeah, but folks now, they just think they can have an idea, get online, and I deserve riches and fame. Because you did not have the benefit of having a father and a mother in a home, or you didn't, or having the luxuries that others had, or because you had to sell drugs to survive. That's what I hate. You had to sell drugs to survive. So now you deserve a voice and an audience and an entourage because you had to say, I had to sell drugs. <laughs> Nobody had to sell drugs. I was hungry too. I didn't sell drugs. Was anybody hungry and didn't have any money? Was the only option selling drugs? Man, my little baby brother was hungry, so I got out there, man, on the grind. <laughs> Dude, I was hungry too. And I didn't go sick. I ain't gonna go slang. And that's a big step. I mean, you don't just decide to slang. Like, wake up in the morning, man. That's it. No other option. I'm hungry. <laughs> Where, 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 the drugs? where are the drugs? Where are the drugs? <laughs> they want a record deal. And they first song, I had to sling. <laughs> had to sling to eat. Man, no one has to sell drugs. Ever. <laughs> it's not even lucrative when you first start anyway. <laughs> because you have to sell drugs to survive, you deserve a voice, audience, and an entourage. 
the failure of others is a check that you should be able to deposit in the bank of life and get paid. That's this generation. The failures of others, I should be able to cash that check and get paid. One, of the, one danger of the entitlement mentality is that it causes you to seek the life of someone else and you never really seek to find your own life. That's all entitlement is. You see what somebody else has, what somebody else is doing, you start chasing that and you'll never be who you're supposed to be. Your existence is a reflection of something you saw someone else have and you, you will continue to mimic that. The failure of not achieving it will continue to haunt you and make you feel what? That's where worthless and failure feelings come from. You trying to be something that you're not. You're trying to mimic someone else. You're trying to have what other people. Of course you're going to fail. The failure of not achieving it will continue to haunt you and make you feel worthlessness. Worthless. The worthlessness will persist because of the blame you assess to others and the unattainable goal you set for yourself. Forgiveness, look at somebody and say forgiveness, is God's way for us to deal with others' shortcomings. When we forgive others, we do not feel entitled, but we feel what? Merciful. Mercy gives us the opportunity to forgive ourselves when we error and feel the pain of those we have wronged. Empathy erases entitlement. Y'all know what empathy is, right? Sympathy is feeling sorry for someone. Empathy is putting yourself in that person's place. Okay? Empathy erases entitlement. When we feel low and feel the pain of others, we fight to not fail them or ourselves. Empathy puts us in position where we do not covet what others have. Rather, we are thankful for them and we thank God for what we have and who we are. But feelings of entitlement turn people into what they have and all we see is what we want and not who they really are. Man, I look at these social media, Kim Kardashian and all these folks and the people come on, uh, Kanye and all of them, and, and then the, the, the people commenting to them. We love you. Oh, you're the greatest. Oh, you're this and that of this. You made them their stuff. You could care less about them as a human being. All you care about is what they have. You've objectified humans and made them objects. Entitlement amplifies failure and results in substance abuse, addictions, and self-hatred. That's why weed, they're trying to legalize weed because these folks can't live with themselves. They're becoming something that they're not. They're trying to become something they're not. So they got to quiet their conscience because their conscience is going to keep telling them that that's not who they are. These vices are the wages of our own covetousness fueled by our distorted perception because someone failed us. We must forgive and replace entitlement with empathy so we can truly what? Love one another. Man, you can't love anybody if you don't know who you are. 
everyone becomes an object in your plight of finding yourself when you don't know who you are. First Timothy six and eight and having food and raiment, let us be there with content. But they that will be rich, look, they that desire to be rich, they that hunting for the money, looking for the check, looking for the way to get paid. Mm-hmm. They that will be rich. The Bible says fall into temptation and a what trap and in the many foolish and hurtful what lust. It's going to be a whole lot of sex and a whole lot of wedlock children and diseases and just a bunch of hurtful lust, abortions, just all kinds of hurtful lust, which drown men in destruction and perdition. For the love of money is the root of what? All evil. Everything bad. Which while some coveted after, they have erred from the faith and pierced themselves through with many sorrows. But thou, O man of God, flee these things. Follow after righteousness, godliness, faith, love, patience, and You've been listening to A True Church Perspective with Pastor G. Craig Lewis, founder of EX Ministries and pastor of the Adamant Believers Council in North Richland Hills, Texas. If this message has been a blessing to you and you would like to be a financial blessing to us, please send your donation to EX Ministries, P.O. Box 24870, Fort Worth, Texas 76124 or donate online at exministries.com.